0: I الله the one who is the one who is the one who is the one who is the one من the one who is the one who is the one who is وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلوات الله والسلام عليه أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله تعالى وخير الهدى هدى نبينا صلوات الله والسلام عليه وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار يَقُلُ الْإِمَامَ الذَّهَبِ رَحِمُ اللَّهُ تَعَالَىٰ الْكَبِيرُةُ الْخَامِسَةِ مَنْعُ The fifth kabira from the major sins that the people fall into, number five, is a person preventing, giving the zakat of al-islam. مَنْعُ zakat Preventing oneself from giving the zakat as a kabira from the kabair in al-islam. As it relates to the issue of the zakat in this chapter, zakat that he's talking about here, obviously is the rukun from the arkan of al-Islam. And it is not talking about the regular general sadaqah. Every zakat is sadaqah, but not every sadaqah is zakat. So this chapter is talking about the zakat, which is a rukun from the arkan of al-Islam. The pillar from the pillars of al-Islam. And the zakat Ikhwani, is more important in its daraja than the Hajj. and it's more important than the daraja of fasting. Salat is always mentioned with a zakat in the Quran. A zakat in the language of the Arabs it means a ziyado and nammu. It means to grow something. So contrary to what many people believe, people who love money, people who love the dunya. They think that when you give money, and you pay your zakat, and your money leaves you, people believe that their money is decreased. Even though the Prophet told us, وسلم, whether it is the zakat or the sadaqah, ma naqasa qat min sadaqah, no one's money was ever depleted or made to be deficient as a result of giving sadaqah. As a result, of giving sadaqah or paying the zakat, a person's money is increased. So a zakat to the Arabs in the language it means a namu, wa to grow. The Arabs say zakah, zara, the plants, the crops grew. And they use that word zakah. It also means a purification. In the Quran and the Sunnah, we get that understanding that a zakat means linguistically to purify Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala described Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa and he described and explained some of the functions some of the responsibilities that the prophet had sallallahu alaihi wasallam when he came to us he t- he said about him in the Quran huwa yatlu alayhim ayatihi wa yuzakkihim وَيُعَلِّمْهُمُ الْكِتَابَ وَالْحِكْمَةِ وَإِنْ مُّبِينَ Allah is the one who sent to the unlettered people. Those people who couldn't read or write. The Ummiyun, they were illiterate. He sent to them a rasul from amongst themselves. He was a human being and he was Arab and he was unlettered just as they were. And what was his job? He taught them the book. وَيُزَكِّيهِمْ And he purified them. So, Allah used the word that zakat comes from to show that the Prophet was a purifier. Everything that He ordered us to do is a purification for you. Everything that He made haram and warned us to stay away from is a purification for you if you stay away from it. And everything that you fall into that's haram, or you don't do what he ordered you to do, you become dirty, and you bring upon yourself the filth of the noob and maasi. To leave the beard is a purification. To not be musbil and to wear something, whatever it is, pants, a fold, izar, whatever, below your ankle bones, is a purification. A salat and a salat. والجمعة إلى الجمعة ورمضان إلى مكفرات لما بينهن. One prayer to the next prayer, one Juma to the next Juma, one Ramadan to the next Ramadan is a purification for you. When a person makes wudu the sins of his hands, his arms, his mouth, his nose, his head, his feet, they fall off of him as a result of making the wudu. So everything that the Prophet ordered us to do, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, no matter how big, no matter how small, if you do it, it is a zakat for you, it's a purify for you. And everything that he told us not to do, if you fall into it, it is something that's going to make you dirty. No, instead, It is a dirt, it is a black thing that goes on their heart. As a result of what they used to do. So time a human being falls into the the dhanub and the ma'asi, he gets a black spot on his heart, and that's the delil if you fall into what is haram, you become dirty. If you do any aspect of the sunnah of Al Islam, you become purified. You become clean. So, the meaning of a zakat from the Quran and the sunnah and the language of the Arabs is that the zakat means to grow and it also means to purify. Allah told the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa بها take from their monies a sadaqah so that you can cleanse them and purify them. and give them dua, the salawat. Send salawat upon them, Ya Muhammad, for verily your salawat upon them is a sakina for them. It is something that will make them tranquil. So that's the meaning of a zakat in the language of the Arabs. And that's the zakat that Al-Imam Al-Dahabi is talking about in this particular chapter. He's not talking about the zakat of al-fitr, even though it is wajid. It is the zakat that the person pays with rice or dates or other than that after his fast of Ramadan to purify his fast of Ramadan. Whoever doesn't pay it, then he didn't complete the total fast of Ramadan because the zakat al-fitr is a part of that. This is not what al-imam al-Dahabi is talking about. He's talking about the zakat of our monies. Jabir ibn Abdullahi radiyallahu anhuma. Jabir and his father Abdullah were both companions. He narrated an authentic hadith that's been collected by Imam al-Tabarani rahimahullahu ta'ala. For you students of knowledge, imam al-Tabarani is a scholar of al-Islam, a scholar of al-Hadith that you should know about. He has three books of al-Hadith. al-Imam al-Tabarani and not al-Tabari, al-Tabarani. And I'm going to come back to ask you this because in his books of hadith are hadith that you can't find anywhere else in the dunya except in his book. So the student of knowledge can't do without the books of Al-Imam Al-Tabarani. He has three books in hadith. The first one is called Al-Mu'jam Al-Kabir. And the second one is the Mu'jam Al-Saghir. And the third one is the Mu'jam Al-Awsat. The big mu'jam, the little mu'jam, and the mu- middle mu'jam. Each one has his own particular minhaj of what he was trying to do. I'm going to come back, and I'm going to ask you that question. Al-Imam Al-Tabarani, what's the name of his three books? Al-Mu'jam Al-Kabir, wal saghir wal awsan The big, the small, and the middle. Jabir ibn Abdillahi, radiallahu anhu, said that the Prophet was approached by a man, and the man said, Ya Rasulullah, eight. إِنْ أدى الرجل زَكَاةً مَالِهِ يعني مَاذَا عَلَيْهِ The man came and said, Ya رَسُولَ اللَّهُ If a man were to give the money of the zakat, he paid his zakat, what's going to happen? What's the situation? What happens if a man pays the zakat that he is supposed to pay? The Prophet says, sallallahu الله عليه وسلم, مَنْ زَكَّأَ مَنْ زَكَاةً مَالِهِ فَقَدْ ذَهَبَ عَنْهُ شَرُهُ مَنْ أدى زكاة مَالِهِ فَقَدْ ذَهَبَ عَنْهُ شَرُّهُ Whoever pays the zakat money that he owes, the paying of that zakat will take away the evil of that money. So all of the money that you have in your pocket, or that you have saved up, or the property that we have, all of it is dirty until a person purifies it. He purifies it as a result of the way he gets it, being thankful when he gets it, thanking Allah جل, And also he has to purify it by giving sadaqah and giving zakat but with that money that he has received. So that hadith of Jabir radiallahu anhu, it also goes to show that as zakat, in the language of the Arabs, it means purification. When you give the zakat of your money, it purifies the money that is left with you. Zakat ikhwani is a ruqan from the arkan of Al-Islam, And it is a bab of knowledge that we have neglected as an ummah. The vast majority of Muslims do not have the slightest idea who pays the zakat. There are people from amongst us who actually think you have to have 10,000 pounds in order to pay or to be responsible for paying the zakat. And a person never pays because he says, I don't have enough money to pay. I'm on public assistance, so I don't have to pay the zakat. But in fact, he has enough money where he should be paying the zakat. We don't study about this issue of a zakat. What should be paid? How it should be paid? When it should be paid? Who are the eight people that it should be paid to? It is a bab of fiqh that wallahi, the ummah of al-islam, we have neglected it. Just like the fara'id. In the past, it was common practice for the salaf to teach the little children to memorize the ahkam of the miraf, the inheritance. These are sciences that today, if you call the people to come in order to learn this science, you'll get three or four people who attend. And they'll say that knowledge is boring. That knowledge is boring. Even though it is a knowledge with it, the religion and the hakuuq of the ibad, it is protected. So today, insha'Allah, what I was going to do originally was to start to combine two or three of the kabair, but this is a chapter that we want to deal with it exclusively by itself. The Bab of not paying the zakat. The Prophet told us in an authentic hadith, sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam, إِنَّ wa أُمَّةٍ فِتْنَةٍ وَإِنَّ فِتْنَةَ al أَلْمَالٍ Every ummah has a fitna. And the fitna of my ummah is money. The fitna of my ummah is money. The people of this ummah, they have the deen that is the truth. But as a result of the fitna of the money, a lot of times, a lot of problems we see taking place in the ummah of Islam. Everyone knows that Allah has created us for His worship and His worship alone. And He hasn't created us in order to collect money. If we look in our community, in our community, Ikhwani, to show you the fitnah of the dunya, there are those from amongst us who we have telephones, landlines in our homes. The father has two mobile phones or three. Some of us have three mobile phones. The wife has two mobile phones. The child has a mobile phone. And the one who's younger than that has a mobile phone. With all of those mobiles, for an example, the person has to ask himself, are these issues from what I really need in order to get on with my life? It's the fitting of the dunya. The keeping up with what Furan and Alan purchased. The latest car, the latest model. The regular TV that I have is not enough. I have to get one of the special plasma, big screen TVs. Even though it does not bring me closer to Allah, no, it doesn't give me a better picture in reality. Whatever I watch on a no-good TV, I can watch it on the plasma. But that's how it is, the fitna of the dunya. That the Prophet said about it, sallallahu الله wa وآله وآله إِنَّ الدُّنْيَا حُلْوَةُ خديرة وإن اللَّهَ فِيهَا فَنَاظِرْ كَيْفَ تَعْمَلُونَ واتقوا الدُّنْيَا واتقوا النِّسَاءُ فَإِنَّ أَوَّلْ فِتْنَةِ بَنِي إسرائيل كانت في النساء. Verily the dunya is like a beautiful green pasture It's like a beautiful green pasture But in that green pasture There is defecation here, defecation there There's a hole over here, a hole over there It's not really what it appears to be And verily Allah put you people in this dunya So that he can see how you'll behave So fear the dunya and fear the nisa. Because the first fitna of Bani Israel was in the women and with the women. So the fact that he connected the women along with the dunya is an ayah for the uqala. A man has a wife who insists, I want the latest model and this, the latest model and that. It's not enough to have two pairs of shoes. I have to have 12, 13, 15 pairs of shoes. I have to have this and I have to have that. The fitna of the dunya and the fitna of the nisa, it has taken over our ummah. So the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa went through great lengths in order to tell us, to warn us, to explain to us the reality of the dunya. Don't be a person who doesn't give his money because he's afraid of being com- be- being impoverished. The dunya is a fitna. He says sallallahu alayhi wa ala wa a tremendous hadith given the reality of the dunya and the reality of the people. Menkanat Al-Akira Akbarahammihi. Ja Allahu Hinahu fi kalbihi. Wa jama alahu shamnahu wa tatu dunya wahi rahima Wa menkanat dunya akbarahamihi. Jaal alf Ja Allahu Fakarfi baina ainaihi. Whoever, the, the, the akhirah is the most important thing to him. He keeps that in his mind. So he prays. He gives zakat. He pays sadaqah. He's patient. He watches what he says. He gets good friends. He tries to come to the masjid. He makes halal, halal, haram, haram. She wears the hijab. He leaves the lihya and on and on and on because the akhirah is the most important thing to him whoever this is his case Allah will put riches in his heart contentment in his heart whatever his his situation is he'll be content and Allah will bring together for him his affairs his children have memorized the Quran He'll have children who are well behaved. He'll have children who excel in their school. He'll have a situation in his family life where people are together. He has a functional relationship with all of the members of his family, with his community. Allah will bring together for him his affairs and the dunya will come to him despite itself. The dunya, you'll find it coming to him despite the dunya. And whoever, the hero, whoever made the dunya the most important thing to him, Allah will put his poverty before his very eyes. And Allah will make his affairs scattered and in disarray. And nothing will come to him from the dunya except what has been decreed upon him. So, with that being the case, we should make a nice effort in trying to accumulate from the dunya what is there to be accumulated, because the dunya is a fitnah. Al Imam al-Dhahabi rahimahullahu taala he said, in showing that leaving off paying the zakat is a kabirah from the kabair, the statement of Allah taala in the Quran: وَوَيْلٌ لِلْمُشْرِكِينَ الَّذِينَ لَا يُؤْتُونَ الزَّكَاةَ وَهُمْ بِالْآخِرَةِ هُمْ كَافِرُونَ Woe unto the mushrikeen. Ikhwani, some of you have read that wail, whenever Allah uses the word wail in the Qur'an, wailun lal mutaffifeen, wail. You've read that wail is a valley in the hellfire, and in it is molten brass, and in it is this, and in it is that. There's no authentic hadith that would prove that and support that. You can just translate it as being woe unto them. They are in trouble, the mushrikeen. Those people who do not give the zakat, and they do not believe in the hereafter. They are kufar. And then Allah Ta'ala mentioned a description of the ahbar, those monks and priests from the Yahud and the Nasara. And He said, proving the point that leaving off the zakat is a kabira from the kabair والذين الذهب والفضة ولا ينفقونها في سبيل الله فبشرهم بأذاب أليم يوم يحمر عليها في نار جهنم فتقوى بها جباههم وجنوبهم وظهرهم. هذا ما كنستم فَذُوق ما kuntum Allah Ta'ala is describing the Ruhban and the, 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 the monks and the priests from the Yahud and the Nasara. He said that they are those people who they hoard up their gold and their silver, and they don't spend it in the cause of Allah Ta'ala. And you should give them the glad tidings of a severe punishment. On the day Yomul Qiyamah, they will be branded with what they held behind their foreheads, their flanks, and their backs. So give them the bushra of a grievous penalty. Even though this ayat was revealed describing the monks from the Jews and the Christians, nonetheless, the benefit of it is that it applies to everyone who falls into that category. So those are the two delils from the Qur'an that Imam al brought, rahimahullah ta'ala. Abdullah ibn Mas'udin radiya anhu ikhwani, he said, when he looked at the Quran, he found that Allah Azza wa Jalla many times mentioned the Salat and he mentioned the Zakat and so many ayat. He would mention the Salat and the Zakat together, showing the importance of both of them and showing how they both cannot and should not be separated. Like the statement of Allah Ta'ala, وَأَقِيمُ wa وَأَتُ الزَّكَاتِ وَرْكَعُوا مَعَ Just in surah baqarah too many ayat. Establish the salah and give the zakat and make ruku'ah. Bow down with those who bow down. وَأَقِيمُوا الصَّلَاةُ zakat. Wa وَأَقْرِضُوا اللَّهَ قَرْضًا حَسَنًا Make the salah and give the zakat and loan unto Allah a good loan. The Qur'an mentions the salah and the zakat so many times. فَإِن تَابُوا وَأَقَامُوا الصَّلَاةَ وَآتُوا الزَّكَاةَ فَإِخْوَانُكُمْ فِي الدين. If those kufar make toba and they become Muslims, and they establish the salah and they give the zakat, then they are your brothers in the deen. Abdullah bin Mas'ul said, رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تَعَلَىٰ عنهُ لَقَدْ أُمِرْتُمْ بِالصَّلَاةِ وَالزَّكَاةِ فَلَا صَلَاةَ لَهُ You people have been ordered to make the salah and to give the zakat. Whoever doesn't give the salah, the zakat, then in fact he has no salah. So he was of the opinion that if a person prayed, but he didn't give the, the zakat and he wasn't a muzaki, then his salah was rendered null and void. And that is a position and a opinion of some of the ulama of islam Al-Imam al-Zahabi rahimahullah ta'ala now goes into the ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa ala alayhi wa sallam To prove not given the zakat is a kabira from the kabaih A number of authentic hadith he brought Like the hadith that the Prophet says sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Ma min sahib ibnin wala baqar wala ghanam la yu minha zakataha Illa butiha laha yomul qiyama buqa' karqar تنتهه بقرونها وتتعو بأخفاقها كل ما نفدت عليه أخراها عادت عليه أولاها حتى يقت بين الناس في يوم كان مقداره خمسين ألف سنة ثم يرى سبيله إما إلى الجنة وإما إلى النار وَمَا مِن صاحب كَنْزِ لَا يُؤَدِّي زكاته إِلَّا مَثَّلَ, إلا مثل لَهُ كَنْزَهُ يَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ شُجَاعَ There is not a human being, a Muslim, who he is the possessor of any type of animals, like a camel, or a cow, or a sheep. And he doesn't give the zakat for his camel, or his sheep. Or his cows. He holds them back and he doesn't pay the zakat with those products, with those animals, except that Yomu Kiyama, they will be thrown in his face. And they will come, Yomu Kiyama, and they will trample over him with their hooves, and they're going to stick him, Yomu Kiyama, with their horns. Every time one of them goes over him with his horn and his hoof, he's going to go and he'll go back and he'll get in line until he'll continuously be in that situation, until Allah Ta'ala judges between the people on that day, which will be like 50,000 years. And the individual who has money, gold, silver, dollars, paper money, pounds, and he doesn't give the zakat, Rasulullah said in the same hadith sallallahu wasallam that money will be made to come as a snake that has two big lumps on his head or two big lumps on his tail and he has the ability to stand up on his tail and is going to strike him and bite him and that will be his reward for not giving the zakat. The man will be frightened and terrorized, and he'll ask the snake, Who are you? What are you? He's going to say, I'm what you held behind, and you didn't give, and you didn't pay the zakat on. So, those people who don't give the zakat, it is a serious issue in Al Islam. So, Al Imam Al Dahabi clearly he made this a kabira from the kabair because of the was, because of the description. We mentioned before. You know that a sin is a kabira from the kadair? because Allah or His Messenger said it. Or number two, because of the description, something like this taking place, it wouldn't happen with a small sin or a small crime. Allah Azza wa would not put someone through this type of terror and pain for a small sin or a small crime. And He is a Latif, and He is a Rahman, and He Ta'ala is Al Ghafur. The last way and the third way that we know that something is a kabira from the kaba'ir is if it has a had from the hudud of al-Islam. If you get your hand chopped off, then that thing is a kabira. If you're stoned, then that thing is a kabira. If you're expelled out of the city, then that thing is a kabira. The next point from the actions of the salaf, the Quran, the authentic hadith, now the actions of the Salaf. Al Imam al Dahabi was Salafi. He was on the way of the Salaf al Salih. He understood that what the companions used to do is a huj or a proof against us. So he brought the third delil to show that not given the zakat is a kabirah from the kabahi. Qad qatala Abu Bakr Sadib. Radiallahu ta'ala anhu mani' is zakat. فَقَالْ وَاللَّهِ لَوْ مَنْعُونِي أَنَاقٍ كَانُوا يُوَدُّونَهَا إلى رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ وَقَتَلْتُهُمْ على مَنْعِهَا And Abu Bakr As-Siddiq, the most knowledgeable of this ummah, the best person of this ummah, the best person from the sons and daughters of Adam after all of the Anbiya, رضي الله عنهم. And Imam al Dahabi said he waged war against those people who refrain from giving the zakat. And he said to the companions when they came to him, how are you going to fight these people? And they say, la ilaha illallah. Abu Bakr said, wallahi, if those people prevent me from an anaq, one anaq that they used to give Rasulullah, wallahi, I'm going to fight them for it. The anaq is the female Camel that has not reached a year. So a man, he has 10,000 camels. He gives Rasulullah 200 camels from his 10,000 camels. During the khilaf of Abu Bakr, the man gives 200 camels as he used to give Rasulullah, but he chose to keep one baby camel that should have been given. Abu Bakr said, Wallahi, I'll make jihad on him for that one camel even though he gave me 200. If he left back one small camel behind or something insignificant that he should have given, then verily I'm going to fight them. This effort of Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, ikhlan, it should be understood. Two points. Number one, Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, as I mentioned already, is and was the best of this ummah after Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, And this is one of the proofs of that. And that on this particular day, the day that the people apostated and they left Islam, Abu Bakr was the Jamaat all by himself. There was an ummah of Muslims, companions who were there. But Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, he was the jama'ah. Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu anhu, he described the jama'ah. What's the Jamaat This Jamaat. they say that the haqq is with them. This group over here, they say that they're the jama'ah. The people on this Madhab say that they're the jama'ah. That masjid over there, they say that they're the jama'at. Who's the jama'at? Abdullah bin Mas'ud, he said, al-jama'at huwa al-haq wa The jama'at is the truth, even if you were by yourself upon the truth. So Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu was the jama'at on this day when the people left the religion of al-Islam and they apostated because all of the companions were against the fact that he waged war and declared war against the people who didn't give the zakah until he was able to convince them with the proofs that the haq is with them. And then after that, Umar radiallahu anhu, and other than them, they got with the program of Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. The second thing about Abu Bakr that is just as important that we want to bring your attention to from this ether and this incident. Abu Bakr was well known for his tenacity in holding on to the sunnah, he was tenacious. He would not move an inch to the right or the left unless he had a delil that would allow him to do so. And once he knew what the Sunnah was, he didn't care what people thought about him. And he didn't care how many people were against him. Obviously, he has hikmah and he has knowledge. He's not going to be reckless and destroy things. But Abu Bakr radiyallahu Anhu was a man of the Sunnah, and he was upon the Sunnah. In this case, he showed all of the companions what the Prophet did, salallahu alayhi sallam, is the, haq, and that's what I'm going to do. When he was going to send the army of Usama radiyallahu Anhu, everyone gave him advice because he used to take the advice of the people, "What do you think we should do? What do you think we should do? What do you think we should do? Everyone said, don't send the army. We need the army to protect Medina. If the army leaves, we're going to be weak. Abu Bakr is showing his seriousness about the sunnah. He told the people, Allah, I will not untie a knot that Rasulullah tied. What he did was good enough for me. And that was the hop in that particular issue. We have in this masjid many brothers who want to practice the sunnah, and they want to be upon the sunnah. But I have to say to you, brothers, practicing the sunnah and being upon the sunnah requires knowledge of the sunnah. One of the things that we see in our masjid that many people do, and we have to begin to ask ourselves, in order to do this or order to believe in this, where is the proof that I'm following? Don't be a copycat. Don't just copy people. Find out why you do what you do. The man is praying in the jamaah, and he came and he missed one rakah or two rakah. After the salah after the salam of the imam, that person gets up and he moves forward to take a sutra to the right or the left. This is not from the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu and is being done by a person who wants to practice the sunnah. He has good intent. He wants to practice the command of praying to a sutra. But did the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu leave us that as an example? As for the person who's trying to practice the Sunnah, what about the people who don't have any idea what the Sunnah is? They have no idea. So, when it's a year after the death of a relative, they gather the people together and they read the Quran. He reads some, he reads some, he reads some, and they believe that that reward is going to go to that dead person. And that's the only time they read the Quran. Every year on the anniversary of a death of someone, they do this. We have to ask ourselves, is that from our religion or is not from our religion? We have to be like Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. Don't take a step in this religion without knowing why. Someone came to me today and they said, "Do is it true that the malaika they see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, do the malaika see Allah? A question as a knowledge-based question. I said, based upon what I know, the Mala'ika do not see Allah. They said, someone said that the Mala'ika see Allah. He has a right to say that, maybe he has a delil. It's your responsibility to ask me, to ask him, to ask that one. Where is the delil for that? Where is the delil? We don't believe and we don't do any forms of worship in this religion without proofs, clear proofs. That's Abu Bakr as-Sadiq. And that's why he's the most knowledgeable of this Ummah So this hadith here says that Abu Bakr said, if they used to give an anaq, a little camel, I'm going to fight him. Some of the narrations also said that he said, uh, if they used to give him an iqal, and the iqal is what is tied around the head, the Arabs used to use it to tie up the leg of the animals. If they used to give that to Rasulullah and they refuse to give it to me, I'm going to fight them. رضي الله تعالى عنهم وقال الله تبارك وتعالى وَلَا يَحْسَبَنَّ الَّذِينَ يَبْخُلُونَ بِمَا آتَهُمْ اللَّهُ مِنْ فَضْلِهِ هُوَ خَيْرٌ لَهُمْ بَلْ هُوَ شَرٌ لَهُمْ سَيُتَوَّقُونَ مَا بَخِلُوا بِهِ يَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ وَلِلَّهِ Samawati Wal وَالْأَرْضِ وَاللَّهُ بِمَا Tamaluna خَبِيرٌ Allah Ta'ala said, Do not think that those people who refuse to give out of that which we've given them, from our virtues, Allah gave it to you from His own virtues. Do not believe that when they refrain from giving, it is better for them. In fact, it is worse for them. What they don't give will be tied around their next al qiyamah, from that zakat money that they didn't pay, and they will be punished with it. And to Allah belongs all of the money in the heavens and the earth, and He knows well what you people do. The authentic hadith of the Prophet wasallam where he said about the zakat, من فإن آخذوها إبلي من أزمات ربنا. Listen to what happens in the Islamic State when the person doesn't give the zakat. He doesn't say the zakat shouldn't be given, he believes in zakat, but he says I'm not going to give it. Or he refuses to pay in any way that he refuses. He, hides, he doesn't let the person in charge know where he's at. Rasulullah says, sallallahu the person who prevents himself from giving the zakat, we're going to take half of his money and half of his animals as a command that Allah ta'ala has legislated. So the penalty for not getting zakat, when the Khalifa or the Hasim or the, hima- the Imam gets a hold of the person, is that he has the right to take half of all of his money as a penalty, and half of all of his animals as a penalty, as a result of preventing himself from the zakat. In the religion of Al Islam, if someone came to your house as a guest, the guest who you open your door to and you allow him to be your baif, your guest, he has a right that you take care of him for three days, three days and three nights. And the Prophet allows wasallam the guest, if his host does not take care of him the proper way, he doesn't feed him, doesn't give him to drink, the Prophet allowed us wasallam for the guest to take his right from the host. He allowed the one who's the guest to take food, to take drink from the host. Obviously, he can't do it in a way that's going to cause a bigger fitna. He can't go into the kitchen and his wife is in the kitchen and then claim, I'm going to take my haq. The point is, Al-Islam gave the daif, hukuk. From the hukuk of the daif is, if the host or the hostess doesn't take care of him, he has the right to take what he needs. If that's the case with the guests, then obviously the issue of the zakat, which is the hak of Allah and the hak of the ibad is going to be even more serious. So, from the penalties of not giving the zakat and a proof that it's a kabirah from the kabair is the fact that Al Islam, Allahu Taala has legislated that the iman, the hakim, he is allowed to take half of the property of a man, his money as well as his as well as his animals. الإمام النووي الذهبي رحمه الله تعالى، he brings the last hadith of this chapter. أن يحيى ابن أبي كثير قال حدثني أمير الأقيل أن, أن أباه أخبره أنه سمع أبا هريرة رضي الله عنه يقول قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أول ثلاثة يدخلون النار أمير مسلط ثَرْوَةً لَا يُؤَدِّي حَقَ اللَّهِ عَزُّ وَجَلْ فَخُورٌ He brought the last hadith. And this hadith says that the Prophet ﷺ, the first three people who will enter into the hellfire qiyamah will be, number one, the Amir, the leader who is oppressive. He is oppressive. The second one is the one who has money but he doesn't give Allah his haq. He doesn't pay the zakat. He will be one of the first three people to enter into the hellfire. And the third one is a poor person who was a fakir who was a poor person who's arrogant. He has nothing to be arrogant about. Concerning this hadith, this hadith seems to contradict the hadith that's well known to us. That the first three people will be put into the hellfire will be the one who made jihad. And the one who read the Qur'an, he had knowledge and he read the Qur'an so that it would be said that he was a Qari of the Qur'an. And the third one was the rich man who used to give in order to be seen and it was said that he was generous. So based upon that, it appears that this hadith is not authentic. But because I don't have my books available to research the hadith, I'm not going to say it's authentic or it's not authentic. Allahu Aala. Since Al-Imam al dahabi brought it last in the chapter, more than likely it seems to be not authentic. In addition to that, he said that Al-Imam Ibn Abi Yahya, that he himself narrated it alone. It appears that it's not authentic, but I'm not going to say it's authentic nor am I going to say that it is not authentic. Allahu alam, it seems to go against what is authentic, and we don't have the ability to judge that because of the circumstances. He brought lastly the effort of Abdullah ibn Umar, عنه, that's similar to the statement of Abdullah ibn Mas'ud. Allah has ordered you people to make the salat and to give the zakat. Whoever doesn't, make this zakat, whoever doesn't give the zakat, he has no salat. That is a valid position concerning the ulama of islam That's the chapter of a zakat and the next chapter is the chapter of taking care and being diligent to look out for our parents. Those people who have given us life will be وَبِفَضْلِهِ Before getting into that chapter because it's one of the longest chapters of the books of the book Kitab Al-Kabair as it relates to our monies, ikhwani the money that we have is a trust that Allah Ta'ala has given us no one is going to die without him collecting all of the money that was written for him So the young man who wants to get married but he has financial difficulties, no place to live or to put his wife, he has to be patient. The one who is miskin or faqir cannot and should not look at people and wish that he had money like that because if he had money like that his life is going to be better. And of course the Muslim should never ever allow himself to play the lottery. And to dream, if I hit the lottery, 14 million pounds, it's going to be all over. 14 million pounds, I'll be the happiest person in the world. Money is a fitna, and Allah knows who to give money to, and who not to give money to. You'll be surprised as it relates to the hadith. Every ummah has a fitna, and the fitna of my ummah is money. You'll be surprised at what some Muslims do for money. From what we've come to know, from the Muslims, is the imam in America who went to the Gulf States and came back with five million dollars, almost twenty million reals, money to build a masjid? But the fitting of this ummah is money, money to build a masjid. Five million pounds. Used that money to buy cocaine and started selling cocaine. The Muslim collects the money from the Muslims, the zakat al-fitr, and he's in charge of the zakat al-fitr at the door, on the day, the last day of Ramadan, the first day of shawwal, the people will come on the day of Eid, Russian, giving him the money, he's taking the people's money, five pounds, five pounds, everyone, five pounds, on and on and on, and he only gives the people back half of that money. In the massages of the Muslims, people break in and they go into the money boxes, and still the money, they steal the money from the money box in the masjid. Because the money is a fitna for the people in general. Except the one who has taqwa and the one who realizes money is not the goal and the objective, but instead it is a vehicle. Whether you have a lot of it or a little. The Prophet said about it wasallam, لَا تَسْتَبْتِعُوا الْرِزْقَةِ فَوَاللَّهِ إِنَّهُ لَن تَمُوتُ نَفْسٌ do not be in haste. Do not try. Do not try to gather money and just you're rushing trying to gather money. You're in a panic and you're doing everything by hook or crook just to gather money. Working two, three jobs. You're just trying to get the money. Don't do that. I swear by Allah, no soul will die until it has accumulated all of the money that has been written for it. So make a good attempt in bringing the money together. Make a good effort in trying to get the money that you do get. Because you're going to be asked about it. How did you spin it? What did you do with it? And it'll come, and it'll be an argument against you. So, Ikhwani, during the course of this year, inshallah, especially as Ramadan gets close, inshallah, the zakat is a bab from the abuab of knowledge in Al-Islam that we should take some time out to learn. We don't have to get deep into it, nor do we have to deal with the issues that don't concern us, like... If I had 2,000 camels, how much do I give in zakat? We don't have any camels, so we don't have to deal with that issue. But in terms of the gold of our wives, in terms of our property, in terms of our businesses, in terms of how much money we have, in terms of who has what and who should pay, these are issues that every Muslim should concern himself with. And he shouldn't look at it as business as usual. I've never paid zakat. I'm not from the rich people and I'm not going to give zakat. Zakat is an obligation, and it is a major obligation. More important than Ramadan, more important than Hajj. It's been connected with the Salat, which is the most important rukun from the arkan, al amalia the arkan or the, or the rukun, the pillars of actions. Ta'itha, Abdul dinar وَعَبْدُ الْدَرْهَمْ وَعَبْدُ الْخَمِيسِ إِنْ رضيا They will be destroyed. The one who was a slave of the dinar, the one who is the slave of the darham, the one who was slave of his clothes. He's a slave of his clothes. He has the nicest clothes. If you go, and this is just an example, ikhwan. this is not to pick on any particular group, but it is a fact. If you go to the countries like in the Gulf states where the people wear the gutra. Covering your head is from al-Islam and it's from the etiquettes of al-Rajula, being a man in al-Islam. But when did the Muslims ever become preoccupied to the point where the Muslim is always looking in the mirror, fixing his gutra all the time. Whoever wears a gutra, whoever he is, nothing wrong with wearing a gutra. But when the person becomes preoccupied in the salat, and he's in the mirror. Women, that's the characteristics of the women, and they're not criticized for that. They should try to look beautiful and smell beautiful. But the prophet said about the men, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, al-badada min al-iman. min iman al means to leave yourself without combing your hair and your beard. Al-badada means not to put a dihn or oil you on yourself to go disheveled sometime. Anas ibn Malik radiAllahu anhu said about the Prophet Kana Yamshi كان يمشي حافيًا أحيانًا. Rasulullah wasallam used to walk barefooted sometimes. If something fell on the ground that he was eating, he would pick it up and wipe it off, and he would eat it. With a personality like that, when it was time for jihad, when it was time to order with the ma'roof, to stop the munkar, when it was time to make a serious effort to, to prove or to protect himself, his family, the deen, he was ready and those who were with him were ready but when the foe became the most important thing to the Muslim man he can't sit down in his chair until he gets a napkin and he wipes the chair off he can't do anything, he can't do anything except he has to look slim and trim and fit this is permissible to stay in shape but not to go overboard not to go overboard the one who is out of his clothes he has been lost the Prophet said, if he is given, he becomes happy. If he's given money, he's happy. If he's not given money, he becomes upset. So the dinar and the dawah and the dirham should not be the most important thing to the Muslim. And the Muslim realizes that the most important thing is the ibadah of Allah Azawajal. And all of these issues are wasail. So those of us who have money, but our money has not reached the level of giving the zakat, still you should give sadaqah from what you do have the sadaqah that you do have will cause more money to be given to you everyone knows that bilal ibn rabah radiyallahu anhu was from the poorest of the muslims and yet the prophet used to tell him sallallahu alaihi wasallam ya bilal infaq yunfaq alaik ay bilal give money and money will be given back to you if you give what you have, Allah وتعالى, will increase your money, even if you don't have that much. So we're going to stop on this particular chapter here. Guys, if you brothers have any questions inshallah concerning today's man'u zakat, any comments, you can put them forth now. Now, Al-Minshi. <laughs> Do we have to give zakat on our calls? You, camel, so thought, you, know, have to give you don't have to give zakat on your cars. A car, you can't make the qiyas of a car with a camel. You can't make qiyas of a car with a camel because there is a nas or a text. That the Prophet ﷺ told the people, if you have these many camels, you have to give this many camels in zakat. This many cows, you have to give these many cows in zakat. These many sheep, you have to give these many sheep in zakat. And you can't make qiyaz or analogy because it's a riding beast with the car. Because they didn't use that just as riding beast. Maybe the camels were just for his property, it was his money. He didn't ride that. He had a horse for an example. So you don't have to give zakat for your car. Any questions, Ikhwani? Naam, tefadzal, Yeah, Is there any more ajr in giving you a zakat during Ramadan or not? Naam, some people believe, Ikhwani, that Ramadan is the only time from the conditions of the zakat is that you have to have enough money And also a year has to go around and that same money is with you. Many people believe that Ramadan is the only time that you can give the zakat at the end of Ramadan or during the month of Ramadan. And that's not the case. That is not the case. The person can give zakat after he had his money for a year, no matter what month that it fell in, but it was from the practice of the Salaf, that because Ramadan is one of those months that has a lot of mercy and a lot of ajr in it, that the people gave their zakat in this month, but it's not a condition to do so. How much do you have to give uh new money? Say if you got hundred pounds, how much? The person who has to give the zakat Has to give 2.5% of his money He has to pay 2.5% of his money That stay with him for a year 2.5% of his money That stay with him for a year As we mentioned in the Darus The issue of the zakat Is an issue that Doing the answers and the questions Is not where you get appreciation And an understanding of the chapter Or the bab of a zakat But you have to learn it Chapter by chapter, issue by issue. So we can answer questions here, but again, the way you really understand the issue of the zakat is by studying the chapter itself. As-salamu <laughs> alaykum. Uh, As-salamu Many times you mentioned, uh, you say two words from the Kabir and Kabair. Yes, what do you mean by that? And what's the difference? Kabira From the Kabair. The difference between Kabira and Kabair. Kabira is one major sin. It's the singular, and kabair is the plural of that one word. So you say, a zina is a kabira. Zina and killing and magic are three kabair. Yeah. But you said there was eight types of people that should receive zakat, or eight categories or something. Who are these people? Everybody is a hafiz of the Quran. Inna ma sadaqat lil fuqara in Surah At-Tawbah, Allah عز Mentioned the eight asnaf Who take the zakat The zakat is for the person who is Miskeen and the person who is faqir And there's a difference between the two The person who is miskeen And the person who is faqir, the meskeen is a poor person, but he has enough to eat for that day. He has something. And the faqir is the one who doesn't have anything. He is dirt broke. He has nothing at all, nothing to eat, nothing. The zakat is for those two. And the zakat is for the one who is a wayfarer. He's lost in the streets, trying to get back to his country. He's here, but he's trying to get back to Sumani, and he doesn't have any money. We can give him zakat. And zakat is also for the person who you're trying to incline their hearts towards al Kufar, they don't believe in Islam. But you want to bring them to the religion, so you give them money from the zakat. And the zakat is also for the person who goes out for the Muslim state and he collects the zakat. He connects the zakat. And it's also for the one who he, he owes some money, so you want to get him out of debt, so he can ask for the zakat money and he can give the zakat. It's for those eight people. And that ayat is in Surah At-Tawbah. Any more questions, ikhwani? Bila. Bilal. What about if you were in a position like where you bought your house and paid off the computer, but since then, your income doesn't sort of give you the ability to give zakat according to your property or like money? If you don't have the ability to do an ibadah from the ibadah of al-islam, then you don't have to do it. Whether it's zakat or other than that, you pray according to your ability. If you only can pray sitting down, you pray sitting down. If you pray lying down, that's all you can do, you pray lying down. The sister doesn't have to make hajj until she has her own money and until she has a mahram. So anything in Al-Islam, if you don't have the ability to do it, Allah doesn't make you responsible for doing it. As for paying zakat on the house, these are the type of issues that in the month when we deal with the zakat, we're going to explain. You don't have to pay zakat on your house. Issues of stocks and bonds and issues like that. These questions, you can't just come and give a question. We have to learn the chapter, the bab of a zakat, and then you'll get a better and fuller appreciation of the topic itself. You guys have any more questions, Ikhwani? Any ta'liqat? Yes, <laughs> Now, um, as for a person is inventory, he has cars and he has to pay zakat. If his business is selling cars, then that property that he has, he has to pay the zakat. He has to pay the zakat on that property. Now. I spoke to a person recently who returned from Umrah, and he was telling me that time and time again, around in and around the Kaaba, he was approached by all kinds of people saying, "Brother, I'm lost. I've lost my money. Someone's taking my money. I need to get back to my homeland." All kinds of excuses, and he said that he felt that you know a lot of this was deception, and he was advised by people to ignore them. What's the position on this, especially when you go to Umrah? The person has to try to have some hikmah if he feels that the person is pulling a the scam, then he doesn't pay at all. Walla karama. He feels that the person is lying, cheating, then he doesn't give him the money. Wallah karama. And he looks for those people who are deserving of the money, or they appear to be deserving of the money. But if he chooses to give the money, he'll get his reward with Allah Azza wa Jalla. Everyone knows the hadith of the man who came and he gave the sadaqah one night to the lady who was a zaniya. And then he gave the sadaqah to... And the people said the sadaqah was given to the zaniya. And then the next day he gave the... He said, Alhamdulillah for the zaniya. And then he gave the money the next day to a man who was rich. They said the man gave money to a rich man. He said, Alhamdulillah for the rich man. And then the third day he gave money to a person who was a thief. And then they said the money was given to a thief. He said, Alhamdulillah for the thief. As for the zania, I hope that she takes the money and she stops making zina. As for the rich man, I hope he, he takes that money, realizes that he has to give zakat, sadaqa from his money. As for the one who was poor, as for the one who's a thief, I hope he takes that money and he... It, Helps him to leave off stealing. So Allah Azza wa will reward the person based upon his near, but He has a responsibility to choose the right per, the right person. Because Allah, the Prophet did tell us, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, ثلاثة يدعون الله فلا يستجاب, يستجاب لهم وذكر منهم رجل قد اتى سفيه Malahu, و قد قال الله تعالى I تُعْتُوا Sufaha Amwalakum. Three people will make dua, and Allah will answer their dua. And one of them, he said, was the man who gave a foolish person, a safi, his money. And Allah said in the Quran, don't give the Sufaha your money. So that guy who's going around stealing, and you know he's like that, and you give him the money, you can possibly fall into this hadith if you know. Because you saw him doing it to him, he's doing it to him, and he's doing it to him as we've seen before. In our tent in Hajj, the lady came with a niqab on and she was asking for money. So, at another tent without the niqab on and she was asking for money. And that's the job of some of the people. Nasallahu Alaihi Wasallam. In the category, uh, in the categories, what about this piece of being the now, concerning the issue of Fi sabilillah, there is a lot of ikhtilaf between the ulama. Fi sabilillah is clear that the people who are out in the way of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa taala making jihad, they, it's clear that that's from the first group. But some of the scholars later on said that Fi sabilillah also mean, it could mean being a student of knowledge, that he can get the zakat even though he's not making jihad. Fisa bilillah can be an individual who built a school so he can get the zakat. Fisa could be the one who built the masjid so the money can be given to the masjid. Some of the scholars said, no, you can't do that. Fi la is clear. Fi means the one who is fighting in the cause of Allah. But those people who say you can give it to a student of knowledge or a school or a masjid, they have proof where these situations were called similar situations were called Fee la Wallahu A'la Wa A'la.